Hi, parents. I just wanted to pop in here and give you a little disclaimer at the beginning. We're going to talk about spooky stories today, and we're also going to do a little bit of a spooky story at the end. So if you have little ones listening with you, um, it's not really bad, but you might want to listen ahead of time. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome to Parent Busters, a fun podcast where parents and kids can learn together. I'm Ella, I'm here with my mom Jackie. Hey! And today, we're doing something a little different. Spooky! Yes, you could say something a little spooky. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about some spooky stories. I don't know if my spooky was really that spooky. It was kind of like a questioning spooky. <laughs> confused ghost spooky. It was confused spooky, you're right. Spooky. So let's uh, talk a little bit about the history. Um, well, we're going to do something different. We're not yes. going to do Two Truths and a Lie. No. Which is why. Say what? I know. Is this the first episode we haven't? I think maybe. It's crazy. But we thought um, we would talk a little bit about like the history of spooky stories and the folklore. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you our own version <laughs> of a Southern spooky folklore story that's passed down say what uh should we say the name of the story or not yet okay let's just wait (laughs) i'm excited and (laughs) so be sure that you listen to the end because you're in for a full-on treat but first we gotta hit you with a little you know education yeah yay yeah so spooky stories show up in all types of folklore i bet you've probably heard some and well if you don't think you have think of ghosts. Ghosts are actually spooky tales. And I don't, I didn't realize I thought of it as a spooky tale, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, And the ghost story is found in almost every culture with the belief that a spirit separates from the body when it dies. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah, I guess I just never thought about that being the origin of the ghost story. No. And actually, many funeral rituals were created to ensure that the spirit wouldn't come back to haunt people. Oh, wow. wow. Hey, you know, one of the things that I found interesting when doing this whole research about spooky folklore and then the story that we're going to tell. Ooh. I didn't know that ghost stories went all the way back to ancient Rome. Say what? And that's around like 753 BC. Dang. But even back then, they have documented... Um, Stories that included, you know, like, quote, quote, unquote, the haunted house, where we hear, like, spooky noises and spirits. They have that documented all the way back to ancient Rome. Ooh, that. Oh. mm -mm. And again, like you said, a lot of the ghost stories are focused around um, funeral rituals. Yeah. The ghost stories back then had a lot to do with people not being properly buried or like oh. the being respected the way that you're supposed to be when you're buried. Ooh, that's already kind of unsettling. <laughs> I know. And you know, when I was doing some reading, speaking of unsettling, that oh. was the common theme under, um, no matter if you were doing like a light spooky story or like, you know, a campfire spooky story or all the way to like horror genres, like Stephen King, it was, um, there was a common theme and it was taking something that we all knew and making it feel unsettling. 
Because reality and life is the scariest thing of all. <laughs> don't you don't have to tell me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, and we actually talked about this going on with ghost stories. We actually talked about this on another episode. Uh, but did you know that in Victorian England, around 1820, 18, or not 18, 1914, they told ghost stories at Christmas? Yeah, I thought this was when we talked. I forget what episode we talked about it on. Uh, I'll have to go back and look. I feel like it was the campfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was really, I never heard that. They told ghost stories at Christmas. That Which was actually, a common tradition. And now that I think of it, it didn't occur to me before. That makes a lot of sense with like the, what is it? The Scrooge. Yeah. The three ghosts. Yeah. yeah of yeah. Christmas, mm-hmm. past, present, future. Like that. Makes a lot more sense for being a Christmas story now because that's oh, such. Oh, yeah. It just hit me and I don't Same. know how I didn't make that connection Same before. Girl. Wow. But getting back on track. Uh, <laughs> we were off track. What? Um, if you haven't listened to us before, it's a normal thing. Uh, because it was an oral tradition, there are not a lot of written records. We have to kind of go off of what we believe, why they told these around the end of the year. Right. Like uh, around Christmas time. Exactly. So we usually think like around winter solstice, solstice, uh, things dying, it getting cold, things dying like plants. I mean, oh no, maybe crops. people. We don't know. Oh no. Okay, I wasn't going there, but <laughs> fine. Um, crops dying, it getting cold, it getting spooky and darker out earlier, and they had to huddle around the fire, and it. You know, it was just a spooky time. What else are you going to do? Yeah, it wasn't like back then they could all go to their separate rooms and one person watch TV and one person play video games. Yeah, and... one person's playing their Animal Crossing. Right, right. Exactly. You didn't have much to do. And then also, think about it then, there many people couldn't read. Yes, it wasn't a common thing to so be able to read or if you, write. Yeah, if you had information, it had to be passed down orally and doing that, um, telling kind of campfire stories around your own fire at home at Christmas was part of entertainment. Exactly. But once that industrial revolution came, oh, the printing ruined press- everything. <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> the printing press came and... Oral stories were now more written, allowed ghost stories to be widely shared, and kind of just started replacing. Yeah, and then we don't tell ghost stories at Christmas. Although you do have a good point. Um, Christmas story is a ghost story. Uh, no, what is it? I forget. Is it a Christmas story? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I thought that was the one with the, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. Uh, is it Christmas story? Mommy. Yes. The classic Charles Dickens book is a Christmas carol. <laughs> Christmas stories where he, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Hey, kid, you want to get a football for uh, Christmas? Merry Christmas. He pushes them down the slide. You're like, totally right. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. Okay, to make you feel better, it just hit me too. <laughs> okay. I was like, that doesn't sound right. You're like, right. You're right. A Christmas carol is a ghost story. Although, <laughs> when... Ralphie had to put his pink bunny suit on in a Christmas story. That might be kind of a Christmas ghost story because he was channeling his aunt. He was dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yes. That was really good. 
So anyway, back to the folklore. So the Industrial Revolution, like Ella said, had a huge impact on oral traditions like passing down stories because um, once the printing press came into play, like you said, you could... Print. You could read any story right, you want. Right, print and read all those stories, and the literacy rates went up, and people started to read more. Before we move on to something else, yeah, let's talk a little. Let's just finish off our little ghosty talks. Okay. So, have you heard of a poltergeist? Of course. Do you know if there's a difference between a ghost and a poltergeist? Are they the same thing? Are they different? Do you know? Oh. Um. I don't know if I ever thought about it, to be honest. Well. I just remember, you don't know this, but there's a really scary, I think it was in the 80s. It was when I was growing up. Oh. There's a movie called Poltergeist, Welcome and it was terrifying. Jackie's traumatizing childhood. <laughs> and today. Yeah, my parents probably took me to see it at the drive-in, so. Well, you probably peeked over the back. True. <laughs> so I was you and your brother have done. Quote, unquote, not supposed to be watching, but, <laughs> um, but I never thought about the difference between... I just thought they were synonyms. They are not. Mm. Well, they're kind of similar in a way, but you know. Yeah. They're both spirits. Ghost is a spirit that comes back to haunt people. And the poltergeist is a ghost that causes physical things to happen, like throwing things off bookshelves, oh. lights flickering, all this pushing stuff. Pushing you. Pushing you. Yeah. Like you see, ah! that's probably the type of thing you'll see on like Ghost Hunter. Or horror movies. Exactly. You, so they should probably call it Poltergeist Hunter, to be honest. So poltergeists are mean ghosts. Yes. What if... Or they just like the party. What are <laughs> What are nice ghosts called? This is not a joke. I know um, it sounds like the intro to Jasper. Right. But <laughs> like they're... They're chill. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, I did not know the difference between a ghost. I guess I just never thought about the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist. Yeah, I know there are different, more types of ghosts, but, or not ghosts, spirits, but I don't have them written down. Yeah. This all brought us to talking about how stories get passed down and, like, folklore being passed down. And it brings us to the folklore and scary stories that are passed down through generations Every single every single culture on every continent has some spooky folklore that is passed yes. down. And again, <laughs> part of it is because people couldn't read. And so they had to share information orally that way. But also they share information, um, not just spooky stories, but they had to share history that way. They had to share information about family that way or family history. They It was a way that they shared important traditions for their culture. It still kind of lives on the day when you, like, ask your family members or friends, like, what did you, what, what were the, you like before I met you? Right. Or before I was born? How did you... You just asked me when we were doing pumpkins. Like, did you carve pumpkins right. when you were little? What was carving pumpkins like for you? And that's kind of an oral tradition yeah. passed down. So... um. One of the ways that information got passed along orally was about local legends. And this is what we're going to focus on mm-hmm. today. Uh-oh. Because there was a, and it seems to be mostly Southern, because we did a little research about this story. Um, yes. There is a story called, and I'm just going to refer to it generally as the Harry Toe story. Say what? <laughs> And at at first, like, listen, hearing that, 
<laughs> yeah, I understand the confusion. Okay, well, let's first talk about how we came about the Harry Toe story. Yeah. We found a book at a book sale. Yeah. Called Who Took My Harry Toe by Shutter Crumb. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm, I love children's books, and I still buy children's books. That's the I, only thing she checks out at the library. It's true. I only ever check out children's books <laughs> at the library. Um. I just love the storytelling of it and the illustrations. So enjoyable. But I really love weird kids' books. Yes. So a kid's book called Who Took My Hairy Toe caught my eye because that's an unusual topic for a kid's book. Yeah. <laughs> and so we brought it home and I read it to you and <sighs> you thought it was terrifying. I... The story itself was fine. The voice you did was so unsettling and loud to me that I dislike. And then my friend came over. We had been talking about it. And my so wait, let's came just over. talk about this. This is not when Ella was like seven. This is like Eleven. three years ago. <laughs> no, probably not even. Um, Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my friend came over and then. She, she, uh... I made them listen to the story. Yep, and I was just dying inside. <laughs> so, after we read... <laughs> You're welcome for that, by the way. Uh, my friends are used to it. <laughs> it's so true. Seriously. They, they know what they're getting into when they Like, if they're friends with me, they have to know you. Because, like, we are so similar right. in our humor. Yes, one of your friends told me when I was doing carpool one day, um, <laughs> I really like... Being with you because it's like being with two Ellas. <laughs> it really is. I don't know if that was a compliment. <laughs> wow. I'm going to hope it was. Or two, or two Jackies. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, back to my hairy toe. So not my personal well, not, No, we, we shouldn't talk about that on, no. on, the, on the general internet. No. To the hairy toe story. Um, at the end of Shutter Crumb's book who took my hairy toe she talks about how it this is a traditional especially like southern appalachian kind of spooky story which led me to want to do more research about it so i started doing more research and apparently i don't know since my parents are both from appalachia and my i have tons of family there so much family i don't know how this Harry Toast story escaped me knowing about it. Because when I started doing research, there are lots of versions of it. Yes. Of that has, and lots of documented versions. So I ended up buying an old book called like Southern Folktale. And I read it in there. It was very different from Shutter Crumb's book. I think there's another children's book. Um, and I'll link to it if I can, if I find it about the Harry Toe. And then it was pretty different. Once we we learned about the hairy toe. It's we started seeing it everywhere. Yeah. I just sent Ella an email like two weeks ago that someone included a link to the hairy toe story. And I was like, what is going? So I don't know why all of a sudden or if we just have been living under. We saw it, that hairy library, a hairless toe rock. Ooh, gross. <laughs> For all this time. And gross. everyone knows about the hairy toe story except us. I don't, yeah, seriously. I don't know. So, um. I think my friend said she knew about it too, and I was like, what's going on? How did I not know this? Maybe it's a common campfire story, and I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So, anyway, after we read, we read 
a ton of different versions. So we read some from books. We read some from children's books. We we watched some readings. We watched some readings. We looked up some online and read those. And out of all those, we came up with our own Uh-oh. version that we're going to pass down in our family. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> of the Harry Toe story. And I thought I would tell it here today. What do you think about You're that? You're welcome. <laughs> so this is our hairy toe story. And I'm going, since it's uh seems to be a southern folklore story. Oh no. Guess what I'm gonna do? Uh, you're going to be Southern, aren't you? I'm going to read it to you in my best Southern voice. Okay, wait, what are we calling this? This is our Harry Toast story. Okay, can I, I, have, I, I need to do an audiobook thing real quick. Like, okay. Well, our Harry Toast story, read by Jackie Wilson. <laughs> Sound effects by Ella Wilson. Created by a lot of people and it- compiled by Jackie and Ella Wilson. That's right. <laughs> okay. So this is our version of Harry, the Harry Toe story. And like and the rem- narrative, narrator said, I'll be doing sound effects. <laughs> Remember, there are lots of different versions out there. So and many. we recommend that you, you could even do that as a cool project, a compare and contrast. Collect a bunch of Harry Toes. <laughs> yeah, no. Harry Toe stories. Okay. Here, <laughs> That's here a we very go. important thing to say. Okay. You ready? Yes. Our Harry Toe story. Once upon a time, there was a woman who liked a garden. She lived alone deep in the mountains of Appalachia. One fall day, she was cleaning out the last of her garden and picking beans when she pricked her finger on something sharp. Ow! Ouch! Dagnabbit! She said. What the heck was that? Oh, no. She dug down just beneath her bean plant, and by golly, she pulled out a big old hairy toe. Say what? And just like anyone would do in that situation, she stuck it in her apron pocket and forgot about it. Uh-oh. That night after her bean soup, she took off her apron, hung it by the fire, and she went right to bed. <sighs> after a bit, she heard the wind and off in the distance. She sure fire heard the faint rumblings that she swore was saying... Where is my hairy toe? Who stole my hairy toe? She tissed and shook her head, just knowing she was hearing things in that nasty wind. I'm just hearing things in that nasty wind. (laughs) Not long after she fell asleep, she woke with a start, (gasps) and she heard, Who stole my hairy toe? Getting closer. She pulled the covers up over her head, hoping she was just hearing things, things. until right at her door, who stole my hairy toe? Right then, the door whipped open, and a great hairy beast stood in the woman's cabin. It was then that she remembered that nasty hairy toe in her apron pocket. Ew, gross. I, I have your hairy toe in my apron pocket. She jumped up and pointed to the apron hanging by the fire. As the scary hairy beast watched, she reached into the apron pocket 
and a look of fear crossed her face when she realized that toe was gone. It it must have fallen out, out when I was gardening, she stuttered. You stole my hairy toe, the beast exclaimed and grabbed the woman as she screamed. That was the last time anyone saw the woman. (laughs) The next day, the only thing left was an apron on the floor and footprints outside her cabin. And one foot was missing a toe. It's said that on a windy night's right around Halloween, you can still hear the beast looking for his toe, shouting, Who stole my hairy toe? And if you listen real close, you can hear a woman screaming too. Happy Halloween, everyone. Keep an eye on your trick-or-treat bag to make sure you don't get that hairy toe. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Have a great day, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing here, we'd love your five-star review to help us reach more families. And also to let Ella know that her homeschool research isn't going to waste. Seriously, it takes forever. But hey, if you want to check out more of our stuff, we're going to have a new episode every Tuesday. And if you want to see some of the older episodes, they'll always be there. You'll just have to scroll down a little bit. Also, you might not know this, but we have a free Buster deduction sheet over on our website, parentbusters.com. And actually, it's an entire downloadable fun pack. And it's all free, and you can download it. And the on the Buster Deduction Sheet, you can follow along with every episode, write down your facts, and there's a place to do two truths and a lie on it. And we also have a companion learning post called Learning After Listening. For every single podcast episode we do, you can uh, continue your learning over on parentbusters.com. Yeah, so just head over there and check it out. Okay, bye. Thanks. <laughs>